Welcome to Culture Catch-Up, everybody's favorite pop culture podcast where we catch up on some culture we somehow missed. Whether a movie or TV show, we explain why one of us hasn't seen it, discuss whether it's held up over time, and chat about why we loved it or maybe hated it. Stick around until the end of the episode for our favorite segment, Who's Hotter? And don't forget to subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Catch Up Culture. For this week's Culture Catch-Up, we'll be watching Real, Real World, World Austin. Austin. I am particularly excited about this. Um, I have always, well, I shouldn't say have always because it's been a while since I watched a new season of Real World, but back in the day. I was a real, real world bitch. You were a real world connoisseur. Yeah, I loved this show. Um, and of course, you know, this season <clears throat> being in Austin, obviously a little more special. Yeah. So I was pretty excited to have you watch it. But before we get too far into Jared's first exposure to real world, we just wanted to say that we're really excited to be back. Yeah. A little update on our real world. <laughs> you could say. Nice. <laughs> You know, we just uh, took some time to ourselves over the winter break to do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> which is needed and necessary. And it was wonderful. I mean, wouldn't we, trade it. You know, we did some stuff. Yeah. I just mean, you know, we took her real easy, but we're really excited to be back. Yep. We are going to switch to maybe doing episodes every other week instead of weekly and kind of see how that feels. Um, but we do have some really exciting episodes coming up that we can't wait to see what you guys think about. Oh, yeah. Got some really fun ones coming down the line. Yeah. So we thought we should maybe also explain why we watched Real World Austin. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it is like somewhat of a random choice. Such yeah. a random choice. <laughs> Here's the thing. A couple years ago, we were staying with our BFFs in New York and they... What's up, Reagan Blake? What's up, baby? <laughs> They're about to have a baby. Um, they were in the middle of watching Jersey Shore and we got suckered into watching that crap show with them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, description. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, we picked it back up over the Christmas break. I'm not really even sure why. I, we you were know, just like really just looking really for something new. Mindless entertainment in every sense of the word. Yep. So it's sure. easy to just put on. You don't have to really follow along because you just look up after <laughs> not paying attention for 10 minutes and you're like, what's going on? The same. Oh, that's right. The Cavs are here. The Cavs are here. And then, oh, they're fighting again. Yeah. It's so the same it's thing the same on thing. repeat. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of were watching way too much Jersey Shore. And then, uh, you know, naturally that brought up real world, you know, being MTV's first break into reality TV. And I realized that Jared hadn't seen any. And I don't, did you even know that there was an Austin season? Yeah. You had mentioned it before. Oh, like okay. just in conversation. Oh, well, sure. Because we've talked about the house. Yeah. We've yeah. talked about the building where they all lived. And I don't know, because it also happened like right the year before you moved here for college. Yeah. So, and obviously we'll get into more details, but the film, they filmed this in the spring of 05 and I moved here in 06. So by the time I moved here, this had aired and. You know, I don't, it was just kind of like a big deal. Well, it's cool to have, I mean, to my knowledge, there hasn't been a reality show like this that I've watched like in Oklahoma City or something like that. Probably you not. know, so it's where I'm, you know, close to where I'm from. So I get it that it's like, especially for it to have been that new and it's in the new city that you're just now moving to. Right. It's, yeah. It's and cool. You know, it's when real it's, world. Like all they do is go to bars and get drunk. So I was like, oh my God, they look so fun. Which bars did they go to? I want to go to all of them. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I get it. It, yeah. it was really fun. Even for me, even though like it, this had aired, it was a few years before I moved here. 
when this aired, it was still really cool. You know, I've been here long enough. That I'm like, it's still really cool to watch. And to look yeah, which was the other reason we watched it. We wanted to kind of see like what the city looked like at that point. Um, you know, it was a fun throwback. There ended up not being as much cityscape as we were expecting. We yeah, kind of kept seeing the same things over and over again. So you haven't ever watched the real world no. before this. I look know literally nothing about it other just than it was an it was MTV like show. MTV reality. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this was, you know, like pretty early in the reality TV game in general. Not this season, uh, real world in general. Right. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's it's uh, interesting that MTV was on the forefront of anything. <laughs> well, I mean, they did bring about the music video. So I mean, to, I know, but no. think about what MTV is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. As you may guess, we've already watched this all. Yeah, of course. <laughs> There's no need for a break because that was... If you... Well, uh, to if, be fair, we did watch it the whole season in literally two days. <laughs> if you want to watch it, you have to download the free trial of CBS All Access. Yeah. I mean, unless you pay for that. I don't know anybody that pays for that. So we knew we only had seven days and we managed to cram it into two nights. Pretty easy to do. Like 23, 24 episodes, 20 and minutes thank each. Thank God they were only 20 minutes each. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little taxing. Um, but as I said, it was shot in the spring of 05 and then it aired that summer. It is the 16th season of Real World. And in case you don't know kind of what the real world is, it has this script that plays over the opening credits that it's kind of known for. I feel like you see it ripped off and made fun of a lot in other pop culture things, I guess. Mm -hmm. But that script is... (laughs) I'll do a dramatic reading of it. (laughs) Do it. I'm so excited to hear this. And you know, it's the cast reading it. It's not like an unknown voice. Anyway. This is the true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house, work together, and have their lives taped. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. Nice. (laughs) I can already tell this is going to be fraught with drama. I mean, that's all it says. Um, So a little more about Real World. Its first season was in 92, and the first season, or the first um, city that they did it in was New York. The most recent season, which I had no idea they were even still making this, mm-hmm. was in 2019, and it was in Atlanta. But MTV, I guess, didn't want to air it on MTV anymore at this point. I think they're, I read that their audience has changed quite a bit. They skew way younger now than they used to. So it aired, that 2019 season aired on Facebook Watch. Oh, wow. Is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, yeah it's still very much a thing. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then... um. I feel like it's important to know that if you have seen, or this is my opinion anyway, if you've seen a season of the real world, you have seen all of the real world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like kind of the same thing it's every the season, same but thing. just different yeah. people. It, it is always seven people. They are always going to a new city and they all have to work together at some kind of job. And, you know, just like. Very similar to Jersey Shore, except for. The yeah. people don't change in Jersey Shore. Yeah. They go to still just Well, the yeah, shore. and we kind of talked about how similar it was to Jersey Shore, but it it's it's like the first season of Jersey Shore where they don't know each other. Right, and, right. Yeah, don't know that they're going to get to keep doing this. Well, and then also, too, uh, Karamo from Queer Eye. Yeah, Karamo was kind on of a came season. into the public eye through the real world. There's a handful of actors who came from real world. Um, Jamie Chung, is that her name? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I know who that is. But is that the person I'm thinking of? She's in Hangover yes. Part 2. And yes. Jamie Chung yeah. came from Real World. Uh, I think, actually, maybe around the same time. 
pretty close to the Austin season. Anyway, so she's an actor now um, that you probably, if you Google her, you'll probably recognize her from something or other. But then there's also these like overarching themes that tend to happen every season, no matter what. There's always a lot of sex going on, whether that's between the roommates or, you know, the roommates like going out and bringing people home because it's always people, you know, early 20s, maybe late teens. There's even an 18 year old in this season. I think Nehemiah was 18. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, So always lots of sex. Of course, always lots of drama. There's always some kind of racist element. (laughs) Um, This season is like 90% white people. I mean, especially that it happened in Austin. Yeah. But their race always seems to come about in some way. There's a couple of seasons where there were like huge blowout fights that happen and they were because of racism. So somehow race comes into play typically. Uh, there's always a lot of fighting between the roommates. Of course. I mean, can you imagine just being like thrown into a house with six other people you don't know? Yeah. Of and, course ha- there's and gonna you're be not going to get along. A lot of fighting. Yeah. And then uh, there's always breakups that happen. Of course, everybody always comes to the show with a boyfriend or girlfriend is like, I'm committed to the person I love back home. Who's my high school sweetheart that I've been with <laughs> for five years. <laughs> and on like day four, they have slept with somebody. This one, it was like day one. Yeah. <laughs> And then politics and religion also usually come up again because you're just like thrown into the wild with a bunch of strangers and there's nothing necessarily that you have in common. So anyway, there's there's some things that are probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about the cast? Yeah, let's go, let's go through. We uh, can intro the cast. Yeah. And these are in no particular order. Um, first, we have Danny. He's from Boston. He's got a great Boston accent that ended up turning into it's like a, a three-day conversation between us about the Boston accent. He's like your typical cool guy. He's really laid back. He, however, is terribly insecure in his like in himself and in his relationships. And um, he ends up dating somebody in the house. So the other is Johanna from Peru. Lush, hot, flirts a lot. Oh, these are my notes. Yeah, these, I was going to say... <laughs> I did not write that. I would say she's a lush. <laughs> yeah. She immediately gets hammered and then asks one of the other roommates to like watch over her as she gets hammered in yeah. the future because she knows she turns into an ass when she's drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Lacey from Tallahassee. I would say she's the boring one. Yes. They point out at the very beginning, you know, they, they like typecast these people immediately. So her thing that they point out, of course, is that she's a virgin and she explains why and she has this boyfriend back home and whatever. But that's not what makes her boring. She wants like nothing to do with these people. She, she very stays much, home all yeah, the time. Yeah, she stays home and then and you know complains that they're always gone. Yeah. But then never makes any effort to really try no. to be part of the group. And she's and judgy then complains and shit. about yeah, and then complains about everything they do while they leave her at home. Right. She's incredibly boring. Melinda is uh from Wisconsin. Hot girl, another one. Boyfriend. <laughs> Never has wears a, clothes. Has a boyfriend. She has oh, a boyfriend. Has a boyfriend. Sorry, and never wears clothes. Yeah, I'd say you know. Yeah, she's just always in like tiny spanky shorts and a mm-hmm. tank top. Yeah. Then we have Nehemiah, who's from California. He wants to be a filmmaker. He's got a mob and a mom in rehab, and I think he doesn't have a dad. He says at some point. Yeah. And he's always the one that's like stirring the pot for no reason whatsoever. I feel like he and Lacey kind of share that in common, though. Uh, yeah, you could say that. They're both kind of the enemies in the house, I would say. I mean, he's fine. He's not... I would say he was less annoying than Lacey. 
Yeah. He like half the time is fine and not hard to watch at all. And the other half of the time is just picking fights over nothing. Yeah. Over the fact that he's like anti-war. <laughs> right. Which really comes to a head <laughs> when uh, Rachel, who's from California, is a former army uh, vet, but but she was a nurse, correct, in the yeah, army, I believe, yeah. from in Iraq and has an on-off boyfriend as well. But uh, so obviously you can tell there was some drama there. And a lot. this is 05, so we were at war at the time, and yeah, then it was like very fresh. The war was, yeah, yeah. So that it made sense, but it just felt weird. And then lastly, we have Wes, uh, who is like your very standard frat bro. He's from Kansas, but he uh, at the time was attending Arizona State, which I guess was the number one party school in the nation. And he, and that's like why he wanted to go there, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's all he says. Like his little intro is like, I'll go to Arizona State. It's the number one party school in the country. <laughs> uh, he and Nehemiah create this, I forget what they call it, this drawer where they put, they oh, stash girls' drawer. numbers. What? A groupie drawer. Groupie drawer. Yeah. Anyway, they were <laughs> terrible. They were a pair, quite the pair. So that's the cast three dudes, four girls. There were, we're obviously not going to go over like the entire season. Why not? I was ready. Season uh, one, episode one. Let's go. <laughs> there's no. not, there's honestly not that much that's interesting that happens. Yeah. It's very, this, that is what I kind of felt like it, it was interesting and like, uh, but, but I guess that's kind of the same for Jersey Shore too. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like there's these moments where like each episode has one thing that happens. Right. And it, outside of that, yeah. it's just all these like Kudos big, to the editors. Oh my God. Like, can would, you imagine as watching an editor, through I so would, hate so much content hate to have to edit these shows <laughs> oh, jesus God. like it yeah, would drive like me crazy uh but you know i guess the big thing that kind of the overarching theme or one of them is that they, their job for this though is that they do have to make a documentary about three film three sorry three bands that are going to be performing at south by southwest which was really interesting to see because Super of how small South by was back in 05. Yeah. They at one point are downtown during South by and there was like maybe a hundred people on the street. Yeah. And now during South by you can't find a place to stand on the <laughs> no. street. Well, not this year during South by. <laughs> <laughs> you mean last year? Yeah. It's 2021. I know. Catch up. But it's probably not going to happen again. Oh, for sure. Let's They've be already real. announced it's virtual. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> so aside from, we're, we are going to talk about a few of the events. Um, if you watched Real World Austin when it initially aired, you will definitely remember a couple of these. I, th the first one is what really stands out in my mind, but some of it I had totally forgotten happened. But other than these few things that happened, the whole show is literally the same thing. They go out, they get drunk, they come home at 4 a.m., they sleep till 5 p.m., they go out, they get drunk, they come home at like and over usually, and like, over usually like have again. some kind of like a blow up fight. Somewhere yeah, there. there's always a fight because they're hammered and can't mm -hmm. keep shit straight. They're like spying on each other. They're going out to dinner. They eat at the same restaurant all the time. So it's really, it's interesting how uninteresting it is. Yeah, that's and a good way to say it. You still somehow want to watch it. Okay, so let's talk about the big events. The first thing, which is what I remember happening in this show is, is that they go out downtown for one of their first times. Somehow a fight starts on the street and Danny gets sucker punched in the eye and now has to have eye surgery. 
so yeah that was crazy because it, it's that was not like the real thing. world were, at all like this shit like, doesn't happen <laughs> yeah because you were i mean it did in a way they didn't pay somebody to sucker punch him but no, like, i know but, but i know what you mean but like you that was the thing you had told me about that was like the one thing i did know about the season is right. that he was going to get punched and you were like oh man i wonder when it happens and then it started building up and you're like wait it's already <laughs> happening episode one <laughs> yeah and yeah sure enough he got punched Hard. And then it becomes a theme throughout the whole season because we see him have to like go to the, he's in pain forever until he gets to have his surgery, goes to the doctor a number of times. Mm-hmm. His dad has to come down and, and go with him to surgery. And anyway, it is pretty messed up. It, it was a pretty gnarly wound. Yeah, because it like it's the bone under his eye and it like curved in where it broke. Yeah, it you was- can see that well, you get to see the x-ray where this bone on his face is no longer it was one nasty. piece. It was nasty. And then later in the season, he goes back to the police and tries to find the guy. Wait, did that storyline get wrapped up? I think they've said that like the warrant's been issued, but they never go back to it. That's right. I bet you find out in the after show. Yeah, probably. Which we couldn't find to watch. I'd have enough. I'd had enough of those people at that point. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> Okay, um, so a couple episodes later, pretty much immediately, Danny and Melinda hook up. Yeah. She decides she doesn't want to have this boyfriend back home that she, in the very first episode, is completely 100% committed to. They were making out by the end of the first, before the end of the first episode. She like <laughs> oh, she shows making, up. Well, she makes out with a girl like eight minutes into walking into the house. Right. But then, yeah, but then she and Danny were pretty much just like, oh yeah, we're going to be a thing. Right. And then, of course, it was so funny to like see her dramatic phone call with her boyfriend being like so this just isn't working for me it's just like please please and danny is obviously smitten with her oh yeah uh more on that later so then a couple episodes later uh poor danny this is a a rough time for this is like the worst period of his life to be on a tv show it's strange it's strange how that happens but he gets a very sad phone call that his mom has died and he has already talked about how they're not that close and he is kind of working on repairing his relationship with her. But she dies and he immediately goes home for the funeral and we don't know if Danny's coming back. Mm-hmm. Melinda is obviously totally torn up because she clearly has all these feelings for him and she's sad that he's leaving and like wants to be there for him and can't and blah, blah, blah. But then it's like seems to be almost more upset that he might not come back. Yeah. <laughs> it turns pretty selfish pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, next storyline is the very boring Lacey's boyfriend visits and nothing happens because he's also just as boring as she is, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that? No. Yeah, nobody cares. But it's just like funny how th- that once he's introduced, then it becomes more of a recurring theme how every time she calls him is just to be like complaining about something yeah. or some of the relationship Me and in the house. Did, blah, 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 blah. Rachel's the worst. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he just joins in and... Yeah, it's and just like, oh, well, they're not mature like us. Kind I'm of thing. convinced it the whole so time. so annoying. I'm convinced the whole time she was there, she was on the phone with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. All right. Next big storyline. Uh, we get into more legal trouble, folks. Yep. It happens every season in real world at some point. Johanna is hammered downtown and steals a rose from some bum on the street or something and gets arrested. And everybody's just like, oh, my God, why? But it's like <laughs> you stole 
make sense to me. You're in- aggressively drunk on the I street. I think it's funny that they watch her get arrested. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> like they, they put her in handcuffs <laughs> and literally put her in the back of a police van and it drives off. I know, not even a cruiser. They're all left there on the street like, what the f- do we do now? It's literally the drunk van. She got I picked mean, up by the drunk van. But that's what cops do on 6th Street. I, know. I mean, oh yeah, maybe we should pause and talk about 6th Street for a second. Yes, for those unaware. They're going, well, I mean, I think people know what 6th Street is. Maybe, but. I mean, for those unaware, it's just where all the crappy bars are, where tourists and college students go. And it gets shut down at night after a certain time. So like you could walk across the street. There aren't cars going through. You can't like walk around with alcohol, but you right. can at least. Not New Orleans style. Right. But, but you can at least is, like is, walk around. Uh, is bars. What was interesting is that almost all the bars they go to are now gone, mm-hmm. which also is not uncommon. The bars on 6th Street tend to change owners and change names. Um, so, you know, it's the same like 30 bars and the decor will change and they'll throw right. a new sign up or whatever. But they did go to Treasure Island, which I remember going to is definitely not downtown anymore. Um, they go I don't to know Tre- if I ever saw Treasure Island. Probably not because when you first moved here, I don't. But also like I went downtown that. like I know. How five many, times. Can you count the number <laughs> of times you've been on 6th Street on yeah. your hands? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they go to exodus which i also remember dancing at a lot freshman year they go to chug and monkey which that might be still, still a thing i think chug and monkey's still there but dizzy rooster's dizzy the one rooster's that burned not, down yeah it's gone but i'm pretty sure chug and monkey's still there all dumb names i don't even really know why we're talking about this it's, <laughs> it's just they, they just circle them they go around to all these different places but like that's the big thing is just like and this is the part about that i just it was just like I understand different strokes for different folks. You get your you get your kicks from you know everybody gets their kicks from certain things. But like I don't understand the going out every night to get like just blitzed. God, like, I don't. You know, either. it's just like I mean they're also young. And remember, and again, like not judging if you do. They're all between but like, like nineteen and twenty three. Yeah, and it's it, but I just I'm just like oh my god. Like even even when I, I did go down down and everything like that to to hang out, I was it was always just like. I'm good for a while. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to do that again. I and, and you I can understand tell part of it they, too is probably like, you know, they're on the show. They're paid to do it. Well, so. yeah. What else are they even doing? Exactly. I mean, like, but you can tell they go out every night because you can tell whether it's a weekend or a weekday. Yeah. Based on the crowd and the shots and everything. Yeah. Oh god. It but is then what was like my own personal nightmare though? Right. And then what was interesting though too? Again, probably just. To how young they were. They have this project that they're working on, this documentary for about these bands for South by. And the whole thing is like, they have to get it done because if they can get it done and premiered by this, by this viewing party, they'll be able to go on this trip later in the season. And it's like, but it's so crazy to me how much the partying still had to like take place around this, even when it was in the crunch zone. Like, you know, like be editing until like 11 p.m. And then they'd go out. Right. And they'd be like, oh, man, this is due tomorrow. But we'll go. We're going to party till four. And I was just like, oh, my God. Again, because young people are stupid was like even had like was going to film school or trying to go to film school. So this was something that he was very much in. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He was very much into this. And this should be like the thing that he was all about like doing. Right. But what was really funny then and to his detriment, I think, and partially what caused some of the drama, too is that 
he then basically got the whole thing dropped on him because everybody else was like, oh, you know how to do this. Right. Cool. Well, why would you learn how to edit on Avid, by the way, which is what they used, which mm-hmm. is also funny. But why would you learn Avid if your roommate already knows it? And Like, it makes perfect sense. Right, right. But I mean, that comes to bite him in the ass later. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Comes very becomes very, very dramatic. We should also talk about the house. Okay. So the house that they typically on real world... The houses are always these like big, you know, they have tons of space. They always have weird art and furniture and there's usually a pool or a hot tub involved and, um, you know, perfect sized showers for people to have sex in and (laughs) (laughs) they know exactly what they're doing. So the house in Austin was downtown. It was at third and Rio Grande. It was just a warehouse that MTV turned into. It only looks like it's like three bedrooms, I think. And the rest of the house is literally just like huge open spaces with a pool inside. Um, It, after the show, turned into a Mexican restaurant called Rio Grande. Rio Grande. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, shit. I think it was called Rio Grande. Um, And then I think there was, it was a couple of other things in between and then it became Vince Young Steakhouse, which is what it currently is. Yeah. So it doesn't, look the same anymore for a long time it did look the same when it was the mexican restaurant it looked like the real world house uh you can see evidence of that on our instagram account check it out because i went there in college because it had just aired you know a year before so it was like the cool thing you had to go to the restaurant and see it i don't really remember it but apparently they kept the pool as a fountain in the restaurant i don't remember that at all I mean, that makes sense. The thing with like the building is huge. Yeah. It looks like giant. it's honestly stupid that it's this big of a house for eight people <laughs> or seven people. Seven. Seven. And so, oh, yeah. Seven, well, sorry. Don't seven forget, strangers. There's probably like 11 crew member in the house. Crew That's members true. in the house at all times. That's true. Too. Uh, but, it, you know, I mean, this pool is big. So that would be kind of a pain to take out. And yeah. if you want to just make it a water a water feature in your restaurant, that seemed like the easiest thing to do. All I remember is the big text. Well, it had Austin on top. It, from the outside, the building had the word Austin on top and like light up letters or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was still there and it was still painted the same and everything. But when they lived in it, there was this huge neon cowboy that said big text like, across his belt buckle or something. And that was still there when it was the restaurant, which obviously I know I'm telling you that like you don't know. Obviously, you know, because you've seen all of my pictures from college. But right. anyway, that's all I remembered about it was the big text was still there. Okay, let's jump back into the events. So, like Jared said, their job is to work for South by. Um, you said three bands, but I only remember two. Well, it was the the two that you have listed here, like the big ones that they really focused on were that Halifax, which I looked at them up. I looked them up. They hadn't released music in like years and years, and they released a little EP last year. Perfect, because they knew we were going to watch it, <laughs> and we can give them a shout out here on the show. <laughs> Uh, and then Hello Goodbye was the other one that they like went out to the campsite to try to like yes. do the interview with and stuff. The other who one was I, uh, who I listened to in college. I was a Hello Goodbye fan, nice, like a little bit. I know a handful of songs, um, but they're still a band. They still make music and have been this whole time. And the third one was that Enon. Oh, that Lacey wanted, and it was like, and, and which was another like huge eye roll thing for me because she's just like. I don't like the music that everyone likes. I like all this stuff. She was stuff. too cool. Was and, the it, thing. and it was just like, and what was so annoying is like, they couldn't have this conversation. It was like, okay, well not all the bands can be these ones that no one knows about. Like right. you kind of, you got to diversify your options. But like she was vocally like, no, I, I don't want these it. Bands. When it. When everybody else was trying to decide on these and it was just like, if it plays on the radio, player. I don't like it. Yeah. She it, just was very anti anything <laughs> mainstream. God, Lacey sucked. 
But uh, but yeah, so those are the three that they did. They did go on campus quite a bit because their mentor or boss or whatever for the um, documentary was, a, I guess, probably an RTF professor at UT. Mm-hmm. He's not anymore. I looked it up. Paul Steckler. I think that was his name. Um, so they went on campus a lot, which was fun to watch. It was really interesting, though, how much like this is supposed to be their job, but like how little of the documentary it felt of the show. I mean, the season that it really felt like it was taking up. Yeah. But then like 80% of the show that you watch is them drunk downtown. And it's just like, how did this get done? <laughs> like, I honestly don't understand how there are enough hours in the day, but then somehow I guess they wind <laughs> up being able to get it put together and they keep having like these check-ins with this, with these, with their teacher, with whatever. their mentor and instructors and stuff like that. And every week I'm like, there's no way that this is different. Do you think that, okay, when they find out what their job is and everything, and they actually start doing the work. They find out that there's like this hidden room in the house that they didn't know about, which I have a really hard time buying, by the way. Right. That is where all of their editing equipment is. Because once you go into is. every room you could, as soon as and you the were door there. had a window on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way they just didn't know this room. Anyway, <laughs> do, so I wonder, was that maybe an editing room? Like maybe crew helped them. Do you think maybe they did all of that work on their own? I think they. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things for like the artistic integrity of the show that, yes, they pro- the crew probably couldn't help them. That's why they like had to call their know. instructors a few times. Maybe they did. But these also, people just all seemed too dumb to do what they did. Yeah. But also, we never got to see the finished product either. That's you could true. have gone to a website to watch it. That no longer exists. That no longer exists. MTV Overdrive or something like that. But yeah, it was, um, I was like. Well, it's really funny because that's exactly what happened. Like they film it, they run into their problems of like trying to coordinate and get it done. And then basically, yeah, they throw the whole edit on Nehemiah's shoulders and which he's acting like he's down for because he's like, cool, this is fine. Like I want this to be right because it's going to have my name on it. I don't put crap on it. I don't put crap out that has my name on it. Right. Cut to him going out (laughs) to party at 11 a.m., 11 p.m. the night before this is due and it's not done. Resulting in the next big part of the show that he gets arrested because he gets in a fight <laughs> and then like, has to go to he's in jail before this project is due. And we nope. everybody's like, where's Nehemiah? We don't know where Nehemiah is. He went out on his own. Yeah. And they find out he got arrested. Right. For starting a fight as well. Yeah. And so it's just like, what you doing, bro? <laughs> So I was having a really hard time when he's like, I don't, I don't put stuff out that has, that's crap with my name on it. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. They did go to some, we got to see some music venues. A couple of them actually still exist. They went, oh no, they don't. The parish doesn't exist anymore, does it? But they went to old Antones, I think. Mm-hmm. I they at least showed so. the sign for it, I guess. I was kind of surprised they didn't go to, I get, that they didn't go to Stubbs. I'm surprised they didn't go to Emo's. Oh, yeah. Maybe they did and we just didn't see it. Or recognize it. Um, They did go to the parish. Oh, I can't remember the name of the other one, but it was someplace I'd never heard of that definitely didn't live long. Because just like bars in Austin, music venues tend to turn over quite a bit as well. We also have an episode where Rachel's off-again, on-again boyfriend visits. We need to have a talk about this. With, his, with their dog. Who proceeds to poop all over the floor of this house. Which is also something that happens on real world. I mean, Jersey Shore. And like, these people don't care. They let this dog shit all over the floor. And then they're just like, oh, it's my puppy. And they it's are like, gross people. You are they're all less gross. gross. They're less gross than Jersey Shore. Yes. On Jersey Shore, you'll see like their patio and there's trash. 
cigarette, cigarette butts. butts everywhere. These, but I mean, even least, in the house, there's just trash everywhere. Yeah, at least here they were at least like it was just like clothes, piles of clothes everywhere. But it was very much just like, why are you people so okay with letting your dogs poop inside? What is wrong with you? Wait, that's what you wanted to talk about with no. the dog pooping? Second Not the part. Po- oh, okay. Yeah, no, I really wanted to talk about what this sham of a relationship that <laughs> Rachel and her boyfriend were in. Boyfriend in quotes. Well, she keeps talking before he comes for a visit. He He's in the army too. I think they met in the military. Yeah. And she keeps talking about how... She knows he's the one, but she need, they they took a break because she needs this time to like be a party girl, to make, just to see what's out there, to get it out of her system. And she so they're needs on a to break. just party a lot to make sure that he's the one. And she doesn't even meet, date, sleep with anybody the whole time they're she there. Like, she might have like made out or something once with well, one she, person. She makes out with Melinda in the very first episode. That's right. And so, and then wants to like flaunt that she's the crazy party girl, and then she's like the least interesting person on the show, right? But it was just so crazy. Again, another thing I just don't get. It's just like, why are you? I don't understand how either party was still, or like how he was still down with like coming to visit her and all this stuff. When she's just like, we need a break because I need to see what out there. AKA, I want to bang other dudes, right? And it's just like, but I'm not gonna. But you know, I can't find any that want to bang me. I guess maybe it was she was feeling guilty deep down and just couldn't go through with it, I guess, because she did really actually love this dude. But like, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> bye. Right. You know, so he still comes all the way to Austin, <laughs> I guess from California or wherever he lives. Oh, I guess he must live in California. Yeah. Because they must live together or something. He, vis- he comes all the way to Austin to visit and uh, you girl won't give it up. Yeah. <laughs> she won't even sleep with him and ends up essentially breaking up with him. Before he leaves. But then getting back together like yeah. as he's leaving. <laughs> it's all very confusing. Because they break up and he, and the, so the dudes in the house are like, cool, let's we're going to take go this out. guy out. Yeah. We're going to, you know, he wants to get it in. Rebound. He wants to smush. Yeah. <laughs> Borrowing from Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get it in. And so it's, but then he's like, he's presented with some girls while they're out and he's like, no, I won't do it. And goes back to the house. And then for some reason, and then Rachel's just like, oh my God, he is the one. And so then they like make up as he's getting in the cab to go back home. And he was there for like a day. It was like the least interesting visit I've ever seen on a reality TV show. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. But I mean, this show was fraught with a couple of breakups and getting back together. They do get their, spoiler alert, they do get their project done on time and they get to go on this vacation to Costa Rica, which I don't remember if that's a thing on other seasons of real world or not i guess it probably is yeah where if they finish their job they get some kind of trip i just don't remember that from any other season but um they go to costa rica just a new place to go to shitty bars and get hammered that's pretty much all they do which though leads then to danny and melinda breaking up for a night (laughs) because danny we referenced his insecurity before he's one of those types who like a guy can't look at his girlfriend or she can't look at a guy without him just getting completely pissed off and that she basically cheated on him. It was so dumb. They're walking down the street and a stranger driving by. I don't remember exactly what he does, but he does something to the equivalent of like whistling at her and Danny is mad at her and wants to break up. It's so dumb. Wait, I thought it was because they were talking about the royal family and he asks her. Oh yeah, that's why they broke up. Yeah. Okay. And he says something about. So uh, let's back up a little. Okay. Okay. They're hammered at a bar. Literally all they do all the time. I know we've said it. Can't be said enough. 
they decide that Wes, who somehow we haven't talked that much about. I mean, he was literally like the most boring person outside of Lacey. (laughs) They're all pretty boring. He was like the outside of Lacey. He was like the most one track person. Yeah. So they decide that Wes kind of looks a little like Prince Harry and that he's going to fool people in the bar into thinking he actually is Prince Harry. Without changing his accent. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty dumb. But I mean, if everybody's drunk, I could see how people would kind of fall for it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, whether or not you would sleep with Prince William comes into question. And Melinda, like most women, said yes. Like if she had the chance, she would. And Danny feels the need to break up with her. That's why they break up. (laughs) An improbable situation. She's just acknowledging that the dude's hot. And he's not okay with that. And he's just like deeply offended to his soul. He is incredibly insecure. This is also, though, um, I, if, if he also f- seems to me like he's probably super homophobic as well. Like, yeah. if if a bro hugged him, he'd ask him why they're gay, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's very dumb. Um, and they throw out some, like, dumb gay slurs. They also say retarded way too much. Yeah. Um, I don't remember why that was relevant, but I wanted to throw that out there. Well, it's just part. It's just part. It's just very much just showing, like, A, how much, like, Times Ooh, have changed two, in that 2005 way. was a long time Ooh, ago. Was it ever? And so, but it was just like, also just like, yeah, just they're all, it just comes back to, the, I mean, these are early 20s people. Like they're just very, Dumb. you know, in, immature yeah, and for stuff sure. like that. And it just, that that's where all the drama really of this show came out was just seeing how that immaturity decided to manifest itself. Right. Which is, uh, was a sight to see. So the last big drama we have is that Wes finally sleeps with this girl he's been flirting with this whole time, I guess, and tells somebody in the house and then word gets back to her that he told everybody and now he's mad that that word got out even though he's the one that opened his mouth and told everybody. Right. And it ends up in a huge fight between the roommates the night before they all leave. So they leave Austin, half of them not speaking to the other half, which is so interesting and dramatic yeah and so dumb well because also wes had been like pining for johanna the whole season right and it was like that wasn't ever gonna work or something like that and so then yeah when he finally gets with this other girl it was like to stick it to johanna that right that he was gonna be like well fine i'll just be with this other it's girl. all very dumb. johanna wanted nothing to do with him so it was just like well. it was a very dramatic season yeah i think i want to make you watch real world las vegas i remember that one being fun a lot of group hot tub time mm. <laughs> no rush we yeah, can wait I think, until I we think need, I'm gonna need a more trash tv to i binge. think i need a, i need a break i didn't say we had to watch it tomorrow no Chill i know out. no i just mean like <laughs> between this and jersey shore i think i'm reality tv'd out for a little bit i think i need a i need a little Caps bit of a break Caps are here. so there is an after show like i said that we couldn't find to watch i can't believe it wasn't in the cbs bummer app that's so dumb but i did catch your up on where everybody is now because i looked into it well some of this i remembered but i also stalked them all on instagram danny and melinda you find out in the after show she moves to boston to be with danny and they actually end up getting married later and then divorced a couple of years later after that we also find out in the after show that wes and johanna are actually dating and they continue to be together for a few years and then break up um, they have everyone in the cast has since competed on some iteration of the challenge. 
uh, which is something else I had to catch Jared up on. It's just it's literally just like a challenge show that MTV does with old cast members. Yeah, it I I I think it started as Real World Road Rules Challenge, and now it's just called the Challenge. And Netflix actually makes it now. Um, there's the, a new season on right now that I see a lot of people online talking about. Mm. Don't worry, we don't have to watch it. Okay, it's kind of like a Survivor. Um, oh shoot, what's the Joe Rogan one? Fear Factor? Yeah, it's kind of a Survivor Fear Factor type of thing where it's these like physical, mental challenges that they do each week until there's a winner at the end. So everybody in the cast has gone on at least one of those and a handful of them have won. I think Wes and Nehemiah are still really frequent players in challenge stuff. Wes has won like 300 grand oh, damn. in a number of challenges. Yeah. Um, but everybody else kind of seems like normal people. I found Instagrams for everybody except for Danny. I can't find any trace of him. He must be alive, but you can't find any kind of presence. No, but, um, Rachel has a family. Melinda has a family. Lacey has a family. They all kind of just seem like normal people who have gone back to normal lives, except for Wes and Nehemiah, who still are paid by MTV regularly. I would imagine with something like this, especially that's more of a one-off, unlike Jersey Shore, you know, where the same people come back every right. year. Unless this like catapults you into some kind of personality, like right. I don't know what else you would really do with it. Well, so, and most of them who remained personalities, quote unquote, are only personalities because of the challenge. They go on to do more and more real world type content. But yeah, no, I think everybody else probably just falls to the wayside and has a normal life. Yeah. Unless you become a Karamo, but he's the only one that's really right. That Unless famous. it like opens up an avenue for doing something else, because right. like it's not like he jumped from Real World directly to Queer Eye. No, you know? no, he had a lot of like he was on Oprah Network for a while. He had a lot of stuff yeah. in between. Yeah. It was like his starting out point, right? So, yeah, it was a uh, <laughs> it was interesting for sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't I will recommend say watching it so fast. Reality TV is just not necessarily my cup of tea, and what I like to watch, like you know. Or I will say reality TV like this. Like we do love a good episode of Guys Grocery Games or yeah. Guys Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. Sure. Basically we love Guy Fieri. Sure. But, you know, so that kind of thing. But this more like drama-centered reality, it's definitely bad. not my thing. No. And so it's like, while I did really enjoy getting to see old Austin, quote unquote, you know, that like that was pretty fun. And, you know. Seeing, oh, we did get a side to see, of it that like I don't really And I we did get really to get see to the skyline a lot, which Crazy. was a completely different city. Crazy. Frost Bank was the biggest building downtown by a long shot, and there yeah. were no other big buildings, which there is There was interesting. a shot with one crane in it. Yeah. One time. <laughs> and if you've been to Austin in the last 15 years, you know that cranes are a part of our skyline. Pretty much. And so I mean it was it was good to watch for those reasons. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I would say it was fun because it's, it's. It, I mean, the drama, even though you may not love it, you're still just like, you get sucked in and you're just right. like, what are these fools going to do next? You know? But, uh, but yeah. I was, mean, they're all pretty too, which doesn't hurt, yeah. you know? I don't know. I'm not Wes. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not like Jersey Shore where they're all gross looking. Like, yeah. Guido is a very specific type of person. And we just of shut look. off all of our demographics over on the shore. <laughs> But which did which did you prefer, Jersey Shore or Real World Austin? 
I know you had previously said Real World Austin was easier because it was there was like less fighting and yelling. Yeah. But the personalities on Jersey Shore are so much more interesting than yes. the personalities on Real I honestly World Austin. Do, I honestly do think Jersey Shore I do enjoy better. Honestly, I can't believe that's a sentence I just said, but it's true. Yeah, because it, it really is. Like the people on Jersey Shore are ridiculous. And maybe that's because there have, have been more seasons and there's been more time for them to develop. Right. But like Polly D and Vinny are impossible to not just totally love. They're because, so yeah. entertaining and sweet. And no one on Real World Austin they all was were lovely. Like, no, because they all had like all Wes could do was talk about how he just wanted to go Get have it sex. In. He wants to smush. And then, you know, Danny and Melinda were constantly, you know, granted, Danny, I feel like he kind of got a bad rap because A, him and he got punched in the eye. Then his mom died. Yeah. And then he's like, has to come back and try to interact with this while trying to cope with all that. Right. And then to kind of like what we alluded to, Melinda did not seem to care. <laughs> I mean, she was obviously sad for him that his mom died, but then as soon as she got back, she wanted him to just be Danny. And it was obvious he was still like going through stuff, right. not excusing his behaviors. Well, I will also say, though, it does seem like they were, we were really watching two people. Oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this either because <laughs> it makes you feel real dumb to go so deep into a show like this. But it did feel like we were really legitimately watching two people fall in love, yeah. which isn't that interesting, right? you know? It's like, it's too serious. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about 21 year olds falling in love. It's not that great. It's not, not it's just not that interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it was entertaining, I would say, but not necessarily something I feel like I need to go back to anytime soon. Well, no, I definitely don't need to rewatch it. it but no, I mean, like, well, I'm more in, like real world in general. I There's like 20 need. seasons of it though. We I should know. watch it all. Oh God. <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Maybe we could hit some high notes. You know, there are some things that stand out. Well, like, like you said, was, like, yeah, like the a Las Vegas of, one. I would there, watch the Karamo season. There's a handful of like really serious fights throughout different seasons that, you know, it, it's kind of known for. And there are these, I'm sure we could easily find like a top 10 moments in the real world list and yeah. watch those episodes or something like that. I don't know that it would be that interesting, but who cares? Let's get on to the interesting thing. Everybody's favorite segment. Spicy. <laughs> it was hotter. Woo! Now, we did, we are kind of having to go back to the very first episode because yeah. we watched so much of these people. By the end, I don't, I'm not attracted to a single person on the show. They're yeah. all so annoying. They drive me absolutely nuts. So we're throwing it back to episode one. Before we knew them, we're going purely on looks, whole cast, all seven people. Who do you think is hotter? Do you know your answer? Yes. Say it on three. Ooh, and we're not doing this by gender either. Right. It can be anybody from the whole seven. Okay, on three. One, two, three. Johanna. Johanna. Ooh, oh, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Uh, she's, you know, she's Peruvian. She isn't the annoying one in the house, really. Except when she gets drunk, then she is. But like that took yeah, a couple all episodes. Annoying when that they get drunk, took a couple I mean, episodes to get in, to get, uh, to really come to light. She's kind of just the hot girl throughout. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's pretty simple. <laughs> no, much, I mean, not much to say other it's, than it's, that. This is the most shallow who's hotter. It's literally. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't care about their, their personalities did not come into play at all. No. This was based purely on looks. And Johanna had it going on. Was anybody a close second for you? 
I I just I ask because for me, Danny is very attractive. Yeah. And his Boston accent was so endearing. You love a good Boston accent though. So that's true. So I would say he was a close second. It was just hard for me to look past his insecurity and I just can only imagine that he's super homophobic. That's all I keep coming back to. Um, and Hopefully because not. this Let's is give him the benefit of the doubt now anyway, but we well know. in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also it's 2005 and the fashion was so bad. Oh yeah. All the girls are wearing the lowest pants you've ever seen with like dumb belts, dresses over pants and all the guys pants are like twice as wide as so their legs. Baggy. Everything the guys wore was so baggy. Well, and oh, and Danny too. loves a silly hat. Yeah. But like the shirts too were like the t-shirt with a unbuttoned button up over the top, you know, a lot of the time too, because it was cold. So they were yeah. wearing more long sleeves. Or a popped which, collar I mean, under a t-shirt. I must, I must confess, I rocked the unbuttoned shirt over a t-shirt yeah, back all in the did. day. Although mine was were Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and, and you're like 13. Yeah. So, you know. It, it is what it is. Anyway, Danny was a close second for me. Um, I don't really, I don't know. I mean, they want you to say Melinda is the hottest because she's like the cute all-American. Yeah, but I would have, I would almost go uh, Rachel, I think, number number two. Interesting. I don't know. I don't really know why, but like huh. Melinda really, I don't know. She was okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was just asking. But. Well, anything else you want to say about real world Austin? It was a real trip. <laughs> it was a real trip. And with that, Jarrett is officially caught up on the culture that is real world Austin. Do you remember it airing and uh, also just terribly wanted to go to all those shitty bars and dance <laughs> all night? Because that was all I wanted to do as a 17-year-old watching this. Anyway, if you have thoughts on real world Austin, let us know. Again, we are on Twitter and Instagram at catchupculture. Thank you so much for listening and come back in a couple weeks for another culture catch up cinematic adventure. <laughs> <laughs>